0: Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to give you verses 1 through chapter 1 and chapter 2 verses 1 through 3, and I'm going to go fast because you've heard the story of creation, but today is all about going back to the beginning, understanding the foundation, so we can know how to go forward for tomorrow. Amen? Oh, I like it. Y'all awake again. It took a year and a half, Don, to get them to wake back up. They were scared of catching corona to say, amen. I mean, amen, oh, I got to get a shot. Like, no, you can, you can say thank you, God, still. In fact, that's how you get over it, is you give praise, and you shout it out, and you let it be known. Genesis chapter 1, all of it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I'm going to go quick and keep you on your toes today, Jen. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering the waters. Y'all heard this? And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. And God said the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. He split it into two. And God said, verse 6, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water so god made a vault and separated water under the vault from the water above it and it was so god called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day god said let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear and it was so amen god called the dry land Dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Verse 11 Then God said, Let the produce, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed one seed in it according to the various kinds and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their own kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds and God saw that it was good. Amen. Oh, this is too fun. I'm just going to keep doing that. Verse 13, and there was evening, and there was morning, and then the third day, and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times in days and years, and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, and it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars too. God said, "Them." God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth earth at night and to govern that day and night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. Verse 20. (laughs) And God said, let the water team with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind and God saw that it was good. Now you're getting it, come on. And he saw that it was good. Every time he finishes, he says, and it was good. God's saying it himself. Amen, says the Lord. God made the wild animals, verse 25, according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God saw, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his image, in the the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. It was so for you, he says, man and woman. Amen. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. But by the seventh day, everybody say, seventh Whoo, I'm tired after all this work. I'm tired after reading. I can't imagine making the earth. By the seventh day, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested. Everybody say rested from all the work of creating that he had done. I better not keep saying that or I'm going to fall asleep right now. Just a little break sometimes is a good thing. You gotta rest sometimes. My title this morning, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's when what's beneath breaks through. We've been talking about rooting and planting for a long time. It's cold out there. Did you see the wind this morning and the rain? Yep. When what's beneath breaks through. And this passage was relevant, and I had to give you the whole thing because if you didn't understand the context of the whole seven days, the day of rest wouldn't really make any sense to you. You don't need rest if you're not tired. But you gotta have rest from being tired so you can recuperate to do the next thing. God didn't stop on the seventh. He rested on the seventh. It wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't the end of man. It was the beginning of it. This is just the beginning, people. And so it had me thinking about firsts. Oh, man. And I remember the first Bible study. One seed. It was me and Michelle. Me and Michelle. And it was also, we had four visitors, and they were our children. (laughs) and they had to come, or no, eat dinner. Is it wrong that we say you can't eat if you don't do what we say? (laughs) Just kidding. Last night, oh my goodness, side story here. We did an Uber Eats, the driver dropped the ball, food never showed up. You would think it was Lord of the Flies in my house my kids turned on me i even ordered papa john's as a backup nolani and they still hated me and spit on me and were ready to take the the thing and just finish me over the fire and i learned michelle and michelle's pregnant she was kind of with them too and i'm just like don't shoot the messenger with the spear don't let dinner be late for your family okay back to the story here First Bible study it was in Liberty High School in the common area. It was, a, it was the area where kids like coming to and from their lockers. It was just a big open area. And it was me and Michelle. We had a laptop. We had a little Keurig coffee maker. We had some brownies. And, and every time we left, Vincent, they were still full. You know how it goes, pizza. You know, like every time we buy today, someone's going to eat one of these things. Well, until you get some people in there, no one's going to eat nothing. We take them home again. We take them home again. After a few weeks, we realized, hey, uh, my mom and dad did come too. Shout out Pam and Dan. And we did get a few strangers, believe it or not, that walked into a cold call Bible study off the street, didn't know anything about a church because we didn't have a church yet. We didn't even know if we were going to do a church. We were like Tampering. We were tinkering. We were. What's the word? I don't know. We were. We were. We were playing with the idea of a church, depending on how the Bible study went. And 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 what it was was, uh, do we like people enough to be around them this much? Serious. Can we can we be that shepherd to people? Because this is this is not going to get easier the people will have more needs. And so what we quickly came to the conclusion was that, yes, we, we were, we we're game for it, but that this was not gonna be the way. So we quickly seized the auditorium at Liberty High School and said, January, we're just gonna launch church and do it. And so that's what we did. And that was our first service. And, and, then, and then we got our first Cameron. Cameron on the camera. Look at him, everybody. You don't understand. This guy has been through every pile of dirt trench the church has gone through from day one. He's been there in the freezing cold when you couldn't feel your fingers. He's been there when there's been blood. He's been there when there's been crazy people that come in. I'm not saying y'all, like some people that we don't like that aren't here today, no, no. but like he's seen it all and he's been here since day one. He was our first outside person to, to see the vision And so that was like, like Cameron, I've told you this, but I just thought you'd never even show up day one. And he ended up being our first volunteer to get the three-year award for serving. And now he just does a little everything. And and he's a quiet guy, but I, I just can't. That was a first for me as a person to see someone care about the vision like we do. That was so amazing. And then we had our first baptism. And the baptism was spoken out by a little girl who, who didn't even have the land yet to do the baptism, but she says, my family's getting this land, and there's a pond, and, and I wanna be baptized there. And it was like a year and a half later, it was a long, maybe a year later, she was our first baptism through One Seed Church in the pond. Come on, somebody. This is the meat. This is what makes this thing valuable that gets you up in the freezing cold no matter what the weather, tornado, I don't care. Jesus is the storm. Caesar, it doesn't matter. So she called that and changed our hearts. Cheyenne, we love you. And it's just it's been a series of those things since and there's been so many firsts that uh, Cameron could probably help me and Jen and there's probably other things I don't remember but all those firsts are what grew into Church, first Bible study, first baptisms, first production person and volunteer. I thought we'd start at the beginning today. I mean the very beginning as I've read this scripture. You can't get earlier than Genesis, and sometimes we have to go back in order to go forward. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've had to strip things back to go forward. It's, e- it's easy to, let me say it like this, it's hard to walk away from what's satisfying you okay. It's really hard to walk away from comfort in that way that's just mediocre, to strip it back to a little bit of struggle to get you to greatness. It's hard to do that, but if you wanna grow, you gotta take a step back to take a step forward. That's why it's always important we reevaluate where we came from in our life. And no matter where our journey takes us in life, remembering how we started and what God did to get our attention, to give us that spark. I know some of y'all have been with the Lord a long time and it's easy to forget what gave you that spark. After a while, you can't lose the spark. You can't lose the spark. It's critical to stay the course where God wants to take us in the present time and in the future by remembering the spark because spark will turn into a blazing fire if you treat it right. What if the roots of what you've been watering, nurturing, believing for, and loving is about to break through the surface of doubt, rejection, worry? Is God has manifest those seeds from the beginning into a new day, a new chapter, and a new opportunity for your life. What do we do? when what's beneath breaks through. Formation is foundational. If you don't get the footing right in the house, the house may look nice, but it won't last because the formation is foundational. How you started, before it was finished, God said, it was formed. He didn't rest when it was in process, he rested when it was finished, and before that, he was forming the earth. Humanity, animals, the sky, the ground, like all these steps of formation built the foundation of the world when man came along, it was there and ready for man to now go and do. And I could jump to other passages, and I won't, well, except this one time. When, when they gave a manna, and they wanted to keep that thing, and God said, no, that's for a season. Now you are strong enough to produce the crops on the land. I have promised you. You see how God does it? T.D. Jake said it best. He says, you want a coffee table? God makes trees. Make yourself one. God is the, the provider. Jehovah Jireh, my supplier. Jehovah Nisi. I always mix these up, but you know, one of those. Lord, you reign in victory, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Anyway, that's what's in my mind. Sorry, sometimes it comes out. What I'm saying to you is that there comes a point, even with the world's creation, that God sets the stage, and now it's your job to take it someplace. It's not God's job to take you by a leash and walk you down the street. You got legs to walk to work, to your car, wherever, how you get there, to call an Uber, whatever you gotta do, you've gotten the ability in you because God blessed you with the gift, the talents, the intelligence to make decisions, to discern, is this of God, is it not? That's why you need the spirit and to be in tune with God in a dangerous, toxic world that wants to devour you like a wolf. That's how we can do it. And the formation had to be there before the foundation was ready. You can't build something that's great overnight. You always heard the, the, the quote, Rome wasn't built in the day. Well, that's why. Rome, we learned this in history. It's like the one thing I remember from 10th grade history class, besides where, where to sit to take a nap. Rome was so strong for a long time because it took time, though. Now, eventually, you know, they got in wars and somebody else took over and I don't remember who at the time. I was 10th grade. I was 15, 16, something like that. But it takes roots in ground than boots on the ground. I always say this is a mission. He speaks aggressive about this because this is a mission. We want to love you so much that you're ready to put your boots on the ground and go after the gospel. But the ground had to be ready The soil had to be ready. The roots had to be plentiful and not dried up to be ready to handle what we're about to do for the kingdom. Y'all getting this? How fast does time go? I look at some of these old church videos and my kids look like they were just born and it was only three and a half years ago. If you count 2017, it was a year of planning, okay? uh, Four and a half years ago, January, January 7th, 2017, we incorporated 1C Church as a a 501c3, and the journey began. We didn't have the Bible study until October. See the hesitation in there? That's fear. We moved real slow because we were a little timid But looking back, I'm sure Michelle can vouch for it. When you look at it all together, I'm sure Cameron can vouch for it with all the hairdos he's had. Like, if you look back, you can see all the change that has happened, and it's hard to recognize, isn't it? (laughs) I got a smirk on him on that one. (laughs) Time goes fast, and we believed it was important to document the journey because we knew others weren't seeing it with us in the moment, but that time would be over in a blink, And they'd go, how did this happen? So we're gonna document it, we're gonna keep showing people that we're out there pushing that plow as the church. And then when they're ready, they can join us. And they are. But it's hard to put in that initial time to form something. I mean, who likes to bake? Okay, take away all the bakers in the room. Who likes to bake it when you can go to Sam's Club and get the bulk version of it fresh and ready to go? Come on. We're after the gifts of God and the fruits from it, but we're not in it to plow it to create the gift, the blessing. And so that's why the hardest part of the season is in the foundation. It's like farming, like getting the grounds ready for the harvest. How's the harvest gonna come if the grounds are never ready, or treated, or taken care of, cared for? You gotta care for the mission like it's your baby. Dingo ate my baby. What movie was that? Not good, if, so, if a dingo took your baby, you'd be like, where's my baby? That's how God wants you to feel about the gospel. This is my baby, like this is my life. God gave me this life and I've gotta give it. That's how God wants you to care about this mission for each and every one of you. It's your baby, it's your passion, it's your heartbeat. dun do. dun doom. Anybody see it online this week? Dun-dun. The doom. Three people saw the social media. I kept throwing this heartbeat clip of today's date. No reason to come to church because it'd be good. But we're talking about like heartbeats and life and dry bones coming to life. And it's all centered around getting a pulse back in God's kingdom and the world. The world is flatlined and they've thrown God into the gutter and nobody wants to work for goodness. They want it handed to them where I come from, if you got something to do, my brother said, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. So get out the broom and push something. And that's what he taught me. And so, so that's what we're doing. We are going after it. And that's what we all do as the church. Nate's out there like at 6.45 when the setup team don't come till 6, 7.30 because he's after it. Like Mike, everybody, Cameron, we're after it. And that's the culture you gotta have to break through the resistance of a flatlining world. They need the defibrillators the, the on them spiritually, beep! You know, they need that, and that's the mission of our church, is to bring them back to life in Christ. You can praise for that. Without that, this is nothing but a microphone and a loud guy with, with and temperament issues. <laughs> oh, so good. It goes so fast. Where's my life right now? This is a question for you. Ask yourself, where is my life right now? It goes so fast, time goes so fast. What am I investing is because I can't get the time back. Well, well, get it together and get in the mission and change your life because time goes so fast. I'm preaching to myself. Sometimes I gotta smack myself for Jesus. wake up, Jeff, you're a pastor, remember the mission. And I go back to the spark and I go, oh yeah, that's right. That's when you got to remember where your strength comes from. It's not of yourself, it's of Jesus. He lifts the burden and carries the cart behind the ox. If you're willing to invest in the soil process, God will invest in your harvest does anybody have a problem buying stuff off Instagram ads like 2 a.m. with PayPal, one-click checkout? Anybody? (laughs) And we've talked about this. They always know exactly what you're needing at 2 a.m., half asleep. When the wife's looking over at you, why is your face lit up again? I can't sleep. (laughs) So, So these workout ads. I watched this one, and the guy's like, I'm going to tell you the secret, okay? Everybody else has been telling you wrong. I'm like, this is the one time it's going to be truthful. I'm going to tell you the secret. You need tut. Huh? Tut. Time under tension. You see, the human body, and he goes into this thing about time under tension, about muscles. And it really is actually pretty cool because you can get the same reaction out of a muscle with a a band that you can with a dumbbell. It's about the tension and the duration of the tension that makes the muscle stress into a way that it grows bigger, stronger, red fiber, white fiber, like whatever you're going for, big bulk, lean, 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 Michael Michael Phelps style, like whatever you want, there's a way for it. You can get it any way you want with time under tension. I didn't buy that one. (laughs) I just stole the thought because I already had you know the basement beast thing going on, and couldn't afford any more subscriptions that I'm not using, and I was making my arm hurt thinking about this. Oh. Um, but time under tension is what you need in your spiritual growth, and and it's um, it's not like it doesn't preach good. You need stress, no? You need tension, time under tension. It's timed tension. What did he do on the seventh day? He rested. There was work and there was rest. There was work and there was rest. Nate, sometimes you need a rest day, my man. Okay? But, but time under tension in your spiritual walk matters. That's why you hear preachers preaching about, get out of your comfort zone, get out of your complacent space, like all those things, because you got to have a little discomfort to put a little bit of pressure on you to take you out of a dull spoon into a sharp diamond. It's time under tension how do I handle the pressure of waiting for God's goodness? It's time under tensions through what the Bible calls patience. That's why patience is hard to do, people, because it's tension based on time. So God has to put this time on you because his, his timing is whatever he wants it to be. So when you try to define his timing, you've just really put yourself in shackles because you, you'll never know how God and when he's going to do it. That's why we trust in the Lord. And this, this, this time under tension in our spiritual patience is where the test is at. It takes a lot of patience to believe in a church when the world is shut down, when the money's not there, when the people aren't there, when no one's saying amen. It's real easy to say, I'll move on with life I don't need this it's real easy to just throw in the towel but but from past circumstances once you've had some time under tension and you've seen God deliver you know that's just a setup by the enemy to try to get you to bail out on the season that matter most which is the formation in the patient season you're waiting patience doesn't mean do nothing it means keep plowing God will deliver it's time under tension one time, I preached a message called "The Pulse of Pressure," <laughs> and a guy ran out the room. And I've never been like the one to say everything's the devil, but I think this was the devil. He was wailing his arms, and he's, "I don't like how he's preaching pressure at me, pressure." Because I kept saying pressure, and I was doing this pressure, pressure. I was like really trying to sell the sell the point here, and I think it pressured his ears out of the building. And 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 I was preaching that. Diamonds come from coal, but diamonds don't happen overnight. It takes time under tension for the coal to form. That is the season that brings the reward. That is the season that gets people to the place that you say, I wonder how they got that nice car. How did they get that nice shoes? How did they do this? How Their life is just so good, how did they get that way? They're not showing you the season of time under tension. Yeah. That don't look good. They're not showing you the, the, the wall out fights at home and the, and the issues and the times where they questioned their marriage and the times where they thought, am I, am I, am I a good parent and am I, am I worthy of this and all these issues. They're not showing you all that. You're just seeing the good parts and you want the fruit, but you got to go through the time under tension to understand how the fruit comes. That's where God blesses is in the storm, on the boat. There's got to be a little tension for God to do something needy in your life. You got to be hungry for something God can give you. If you're not hungry, you need a little more tension. It's good. The storm of what you've been through is what creates tolerance in your roots, it's like a rubber band. It's like a guitar or bass string, Nick. It's like an instrument string. When you tune that thing, do you just go brand new, you put it on, pop? No, you, you slowly increase tension, right? If you just crank that puppy, especially that high E string, it'll be over before it started because the tension has to have a time process to handle the stretch. It's like the baby grown in the womb. It's gotta have a time to it to handle the stretch, and what comes from the tension, the most miraculous gift of a baby. Like, that's a great one. Isn't it awesome how God will take all these, these world illustrations that he created to show us how he thinks and moves in our world and our life? Like babies being born. We are made in the image of God, it said. Therefore, everything God gives us is a mirror to how he sees us, how he loves us, how he believes in us, and how he formed us. He works through illustration. The seasons, the changing colors of the trees, we talked about that. Everything is, is, is revealing God's beauty in his love for you. God didn't ruin your schedule. It was intentional, according to plan. Well, I don't like this, God. Then don't ask me to give you the desires of my heart, says the Lord. Because if I gave you what you wanted, you would have been calling me back for help over and over because you need time under tension, says the Lord. God's timing made it happen. Six days he made everything. Seventh day he rested. A day to God back then is unknown. We think maybe it's a thousand years. We don't really know how long a day was, but we don't need to know. We don't need to know. John says in the last verse of the gospel of John that that, that if everything was written, that God was capable of doing, that Jesus did, the world can contain the books. We know enough that we shall believe. It's a trust thing. So just like plowing in the ministry, getting up for your employer, hoping your kids grow up right, there's a trust element to it because you don't know what tomorrow brings. But do you stop raising your kids? No. Do you stop going to work? No. Do you stop watching the news? Yes. (laughs) She's shaking her head. I'm gonna watch the news. (laughs) It's a trust thing. When we face something long enough, the tension will form diamond. So what did he do on the last day? Isn't it funny he rested? Was God lazy? How dare him take a break? You got to get your energy back. Because if you don't, what will you do when what's beneath breaks through? It looks good, but if you don't have the energy to carry it, it's just going to sit there and deteriorate. What did he do they do? He rested before what was next. He rested, but he wasn't finished. He built it to the point of completion so it could grow, and he rested. The holidays are coming. Who likes Thanksgiving? I love the orange yellow salad, green bean casserole. Sometimes I think the broccoli salad with the bacon in it. The turkey, I'll make y'all hungry. Don't pass out till after church. Uh, my mom's dressing and no one else's. Gotta have the gravy. And yes, hate me now, love me later, canned cranberries. <laughs> one time I put a thing on Facebook canned or natural. It was like, oh man, he's the devil. He said canned cranberries. That's what I had grown up, so that's what I like. You slice them. I don't know if they're cranberries. That's I like them. What's in the can? What's in the box? No, what's in the can? God gave mankind a world to have some legs to stand on. And this holiday season is one seat's time of rest. As a church, your time of rest as an individual with your families, that's why we get so fired up for January because we've rested through the holidays and now we're ready to get after it, right? That's how it works, Michelle? What will you do when what's beneath breaks through? So the world could function on behalf of His glory, you can lean on Him this season coming up, but you gotta walk with your own legs. Who's willing to walk with me? Who wants to mall walk? I'm not talking like, I mean, it's a start, but after a while, me or Nate are gonna say, faster. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. We laugh because we're like very militant, but we love y'all. What will you do when what's beneath breaks through? This is our time, church, to take our personal walks to the next level. This is our time, church, Y'all looking at me funny, to take our church to the next level. Y'all hearing me? He's been saying that for a long time. I know I have. God is showing us he can do it. He will do it. So let's do it. All the waiting, wondering when God said, I am, to us. Now a new verse, a new season, no better way to end 2021 than this. This January 2018, One Sea Church will land in Lake St. Louis, Missouri, at Liberty High School off Summers Road. We believe together and with God's anointing, we can touch this community and the world. Come join us and discover God's perfect plan made just for you. So when people come to and from the freeway, they're going to see 1C Church this way. They're going to look over and see a 40-foot sign, 1C Church right here. They're going to go to the soccer park, and it's going to say 24 One 1C Church is right behind you, and the video's going to run 70 times a day that says, Hello, this is Pastor Jeff. This is 1C Church. We meet right where you are sitting. On December 1st, One C Church launches in its new location at the O'Fallon Regal Theater of a 280-seat room. We are going to start at 10.15 in the morning, our new service time, and God is ready to expose this house. On December 1st, 2019, One C Church will be launching at its new location inside the Regal O'Fallon Theater located at Winghaven Boulevard and Highway 40. We are beyond excited and blessed that God has allowed us to take this next step in our ministry. As we embark on the next chapter for our church, we invite you to come along for the ride and discover God's perfect plan made just for you. And God wants to rip the veil in your life from top to bottom. When Jesus goes to the cross and died for your sins, he ripped the veil from top to bottom. Touch your neighbor, tell him, let it steep. And also, don't forget to stir it. Don't forget to stir it. You can steep all day, but until you stir it, it doesn't become one. Some of y'all have been living with a nice steeped tea that's never been stirred. You gotta stir it. See, faith is rooted in the unseen, and even more so in the things I don't always understand or expect. That's usually when faith seems to really shine, right? It's in the things I don't like. It's in the tests I don't like. And so here we are, October, and church has been shut down again And there's nowhere to to take the church, to have church, because everything's closed because of the pandemic. So everything was closed. It's not like a normal situation where you could go work out a deal to rent from somewhere else. Nobody was available to rent anywhere except one place. And this place was something that I had looked into and built a relationship with before we moved to the movie theater. It was a close second to the movie theater. We almost went to this place And we were talking and I spent a few hours that morning processing the communications that had to go out, all the things and how we keep this train moving. It was the YMCA. And so I called the YMCA, I think lunchtime, and by that afternoon, they had confirmed it was still available and they had actually not shut down, which was shocking. And not only had they not shut down, but they had been open since May. All that time they were sitting open and we didn't even know it and you know hindsight's 2020. it's really easy to say oh we well, should have done this we should have done that but in the moment you're, you're you're burning at both ends making decisions the best you can and they just gave us a tremendous offer not only did they give us a tremendous offer but they were the only offer in church let me tell you if you want to have church there was nowhere else to do it nowhere else in st. Charles County therefore Seems just like yesterday, we had this crazy idea to plant a church and go after this thing that was bigger than ourselves. What a journey it has been, a journey that has been full of opportunities and situations we never expected. We've watched God turn an idea into a reality. We've got to see lives changed, people healed, deliverance from addiction, and relationships formed that will last a lifetime. One Seed Church has proven to be a church of hungry individuals unified by the mission of Jesus Christ called to deliver the gospel into a world starving for change. As you go about the next few days of your life, I encourage you to seek and discover God's perfect plan made just for you. We each have a unique gift and provision that God has put inside of us to come out and bless others. This is how you will find true fulfillment. One Seed Church is excited to announce we have purchased our first permanent home. Our Shiloh, as the Bible speaks of, is located at the landmark of 1215 Tom Geneva Avenue in O'Fallon, Missouri. As we close this current chapter and enter into this new amazing season, we encourage you to join us on this journey. Together, we can be the difference. This is just the beginning. Center of the Israelites. That's us. That's our home, and we're going somewhere. Woo. Oh man! Let's one more as loud as we can get. One, two, three. Give your praise to God right now. I want to do something in closing special today. If y'all could come up here. Let's pretend our altar's here because Israel made theirs. You can come up against this white line, and you can social distance whatever's good for you, Dan. Y'all can come up to this white line. We want to go out of this place together. January 22, we're going to start meeting somewhere else in our home. It's our home. Ain't nobody shutting the doors on our home. We got the key we don't have to pay somebody else because it's ours what felt like would never be Nate is finally at our feet we said we can't wait to the day we get to fight about who turns on the lights it's been a grind but we're here to do it together and we're thankful and I just want to say a quick uh, have Dan say Dan's my dad Say he's he's an elder of this church he's gonna pray a blessing over this church for our transition and then we'll worship for a minute and we'll go out of here with a bang with big things in our season of rest this holiday season because we're hitting the fields hard in 2022
1: how many felt the Spirit of God this morning the Spirit of God is God in action that's what it means when we act, He acts. The Bible says that He inhabits our praises. When we open our hearts and praise God, and it's been frustrating over the last four years because some of those places, we couldn't do that. When we were in high school, they got people running in and out of the building and the gym and everywhere else. You just didn't have that opportunity. I want you to know that I can praise God here. This place we're going, we can praise God. The Bible says He inhabits our praises. That's not a figure of speech. That's a truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I'm getting to that prayer, Sean. One more thing. The Bible says, Paul planted. Then someone is going to water. Now, water is sometimes used for the Word of God is following but I also wondered could that be tears of compassion see this is not about us it's about all of us the people outside these doors they need some compassion they don't know what it feels like to feel the presence of God and to experience that. They're looking for it in all the wrong places. Remember the song, Looking for Love in all the wrong places. But the third thing that scripture says, and God will give the increase. Didn't say maybe, he said, You plant, you water, God will. Say God will with me. He will give the increase. Praise God. Lift your hands if you would. Call upon that holy name by which we are called. Gracious and holy God, we are so thankful for this day that we can celebrate what you have done. You put the desires in our hearts, and our job is to pray those prayers And you said, you ask anything according to my will, I will do it. I thank God for Pastor Jeff and the family and the sacrifices they've made and the long hours. Yes, he's my son, but I'm not being biased. He sets his heart on something, and then he don't let go. And that can wear you out when you're my age. (laughs) Praise God. Father, we are so blessed of you. I ask you, Lord, to bless everybody in here. Help us to gather together as one body because we are one body. And, Lord, I'm asking you to give us wisdom and understanding, Pastor Jeff, and all of us to be laborers together that we can raise the name of Jesus up so high and so loud that everybody's going to feel the power of the Holy Ghost outside that building, and it's going to be full because you said you would give the increase. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let your favor be upon us, Lord, as it has been and is now. And we give you praise, God, direct our footsteps. Lord, give us that strength, the energy, the wisdom, that most of all, your presence, or in the presence of God, we can do anything. Praise God. Praise God. If you've never lifted your hand and say, praise God, would you join me right now and say, praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless Pastor Jeff and the family. And I'm anxious to see those doors open and people start pouring in. And God starts filling them with the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Woo.
0: Let's go out and worship.